Welcome to Sunday service. I'm so happy that you're able to join us this evening for service. How have you been? Oh, it's been awesome. It's been great. I'm really pumped and excited for next week because next, oops, for this week, because this week is God's summit. Hallelujah. We're going to kick it off on Tuesday. We're going to be an in-house meeting on Tuesday on Zoom with me. I'm going to like set the tone for the meeting. Then on Wednesday, we're going to now invite the world to join us. We're going to go live on Facebook, on YouTube and our website. Those two platforms are the only places we will host God Summit. Our website, which is already on the screen, and YouTube. And um, hallelujah. But after each meeting, it's going to be taken off YouTube. You can only have access to the sermons and everything that happened on our website. It's going to be exciting. So make a date with God Tuesday on Zoom just for us, the Activate Church family. But Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, every evening by 7 p.m. British Standard Time. And if you're in Nigeria, same time, 7 p.m. But if you're in the East Coast of America, it's going to be 2 p.m. your time. Make a date with God. If you need to take a two-hour, a one-and-a-half-hour break from work, if you're in the East Coast, please do it. Because it is a program. You don't need to be interrupted or, will I say, um, distracted. Because whenever you have an appointment with God, you better... <laughs> Stay tuned and be in that meeting and avoid any form of distractions. So I'm expecting you to be there all through the days to be a manifestation of God himself. But we're going to start each day by revealing God through his word. Everything you want to know about God is written in the word of God. And we have mighty men of God coming from all over the country, here in the UK, from Nigeria, that will reveal God in an unusual way. If you want to see God manifest himself to you, make sure you listen for him to be revealed to you by his word. Don't jump to the manifestation of God before revelation of God. And, well, I'm sure you understand. I'm going to set that tune for you on Tuesday. I'll explain exactly what I mean. Hallelujah. Like, you know, we are still on our faith series. And we're just going to interrupt it for one week to accommodate God's summit. Then we're going to go right back. Today, I'm starting a new sub-series under the faith series, which I told you I was going to do on Tuesday. So we're starting this sub-series, which I call... The different kinds of faith. Different kinds of faith. There are two broad categories of faith or two types of faith. The second type of faith, I will divide into two. Just to make it simple. And I also try to make this um, series very simple and short. We might just do it this Sunday and probably next Sunday. If we have something left out that we didn't handle will add Tuesday upper week and we'll tie it up so we can move to another sub-series. There are lots of things I want to show you about faith. The people have wondered, how come I stood in faith and I didn't get that miracle? And it has bothered a lot of people that I stood in faith for my sick mother or my dead father. How come he didn't come back to life? How come they were not healed? How come this sickness has refused to go? We're going to answer some of these questions in other sub-series. So make sure you don't miss a bit throughout this 
um Fate series is gonna be awesome it's already awesome i mean the feedback we are getting from people is amazing there's something about faith there's something about faith and as a believer we must understand the intricacies of faith we must understand it we must understand it because we should as the just as the righteous of god live our life by faith so today we're going to start off holy spirit i've got no words of mine to speak i depend on you i rely on you speak through me to your people and also speak to me possess my mind let no flesh be exalted let it be all of you let it be a revelatory experience of your word in the next few minutes in the name of jesus amen and amen in the oxford advanced dictionary it says trust the faith is trust in someone's ability or knowledge trust that someone will do what has been promised and the word that i really like is trust 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 and that's what faith is you know the wise man solomon says in proverbs that we should not lean on our own understanding but rather we should put our trust in god and you see when i look when we look at the different kinds of faith that the first faith i'm going to talk to you about leans on your own understanding leans on the things that you can sense using your five senses so you now put your trust on either someone or something based on your own understanding and that is the first type of faith and that's exactly what oxford dictionary is defining here but you can also use this dictionary for this second kind of faith when this trust now moves from your understanding moves from things you can sense with your five senses and you take it a step further which i'm going to explain to you you now step into the second category of faith but before we get into that, I'll give you one more definition. Faith is defined as belief with strong conviction. Now, this definition sounds a lot more different than the Oxford definition. This definition is talking a whole lot more now about the second kind of faith. And I like this definition. It says it's strong conviction. You're not just convicted about something. You're not just convinced about something, but you are strongly convinced about it. And that's what faith is. I always tell people that faith is a force. And like you know, the forces are strong, a burst release of energy. That is what faith is. It's a firm, it's a firm belief in something for which there may be no tangible proof. Now it has stepped into the second kind of faith. In the first kind of faith, I told you, is based on what you can see. So there are proofs, there are evidences that you can access using your five senses. But the second kind of faith is based <laughs> on proofs that are intangible. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Say it is complete trust. 
complete trust. And this defines a whole lot, the second kind of faith. The second kind of faith is absolute trust. It leaves no room for doubt. Once you leave a room for doubt, once you leave a room for worry, once you leave a room for fear, the second kind of faith is short-circuited. It's like um, it's like the, the picture I have in my mind when I talk about this is when a balloon is inflated and you prick it with a pin or with a needle. It goes boom, goes bust. In the second kind of faith, once you leave room for anything outside complete trust, outside a strong conviction, it's like boom on that balloon. It goes bust. It goes bust. Hallelujah. And it's a sub-series. I'm going to tell you hindrances to faith. I'm going to, we're going to talk about that under another sub-series in this entire series on faith. Complete trust, confidence, reliance, or devotion. I love these definitions. So we're going to go straight. I'm going to make this a little bit academic. I really want you, members of Activate Church, the ones listening, to have hold on what faith is. To have a strong grasp on what it is. And the only way to get to that point is by teaching. So permit me today. I know it's a Sunday. I'm going to teach a bit. I'm going to read a lot of scriptures, but I'm going to keep it short. Hallelujah. The kinds of faith. The first kind of faith is what we call the natural human faith. That's the first kind of faith. The natural human faith. Listen to this. Every human born of a woman was born with this kind of faith. Every human. So what is the natural faith or the natural human faith? It's characterized by several things. Number one, it is faith that is activated mostly through our mind, our subconscious mind. So you can also say as another characteristic of this kind of faith is that this faith is housed in our mind, is housed in our soul. And what do I mean by that? I have to bring this chair. <clears throat> Hallelujah. I don't know. Yeah, you can see this chair, right? Hey, look at this chair. <sighs> I don't know if you can see its bottom. Let me lift it up. You can see its bottom, its leg. It's made of metal. Very sturdy. Now, I approach this chair and I want to sit on this chair. I look at it. Mm. as a strong metal base. It's going to carry my weight. I go right ahead and sit on it. I sit on it. What did I use there? I used my sense of sight. I looked at the chair and my brain went to work. I assessed it and I could tell based on what I saw that the metal feet or legs 
I believe he's sturdy enough, strong enough to take my weight. And I acted on the impulses that came from what I saw. That's why I said that this faith is based on your five senses. I saw, I my brain processed it. All this is happening in effect with my mind. And he delivered a result to me, which says, sit, you'll be fine. And I sat, and guess what? I'm fine. And even swivel and have so much fun with this chair. And no worries, right? Assuming I went to an event and there was a wooden chair that looks old, let's say 30, 40 years old, and I looked again at the chair, looked at the legs, and I noticed some cracks and breakages. Everything I see is sending information to my brain. And what is this saying to me? Hmm, that wooden chair mightn't carry your weight, so don't trust. See that word, trust? Don't trust it. Don't sit on it. Well, let's assume that I really want to sit there. Maybe there are no other empty chairs for me to sit. And that's the only one there. Do you know what I'll do? I will take a walk close to it and I'll gently fill it, push it, shake it, you know, apply pressure on the seat itself to see if it might take my weight. What am I doing? I am judging its ability, its capability to take my weight by doing some physical checks on the chair. If what my mind and my brain returns back to me is, so-so, hmm, give it a try. I will now give it a try. But you will notice, as I'm sitting or lowering myself into the seat, I may be careful. I'm still judging it. <laughs> I'm still judging it. Testing it. Not just for size, but for its ability to take my weight. Everything that I did, I did based on my senses. Sense of sight. Sense of touch. All sending information to my brain. My brain also processed it and it delivered something, a result, which caused me to act. Natural human faith acts, believes, based on the senses. And we must understand this, based on the senses. It is the same faith that we use when we enter the airplane. We just hope and believe that the airline has done its due diligence. Not just on the plane to make sure that the plane we can make the flight and get us to our destination with no hassles. But also on the pilot that is flying the plane. So we'll put our faith on the government, believing that the government have already put in place some checks and balances on the airline, regulating them to ensure that they observe best practices so that their passengers, their customers can fly without fear. All those things is also done with your natural human faith.
to an extent. So you can see the characteristics of faith right there. It's based on the five senses. It is chambered in your soul or in your mind. And the last one I'm going to tell you about is that this natural human faith has an end. And I'll explain what I mean. Have you ever tried to help yourself Maybe you are going through tough times and the tough times seems not to be abating? And it gets so tough, so tough, you've struggled, you've tried everything, you've called for help, you've done everything you know how to. And you might have made this statement once or twice in your life. And that is, I can't take it anymore. That means you've come to your wit's end. And what is the wit's end? It is the wit's end of your faith, your natural faith. It has come to a point that it can no longer sustain you or carry you through life because things that you're expecting to change are not changing as you want them to. So what am I saying? The natural human faith has an end. Time to read some scriptures. I think the first scripture I'm going to read will be a story. Jesus, at this time, has resurrected. And he appeared to his disciples while they were still, you know, scared and locked up in a room. When he appeared to them, he said something to them in John chapter 20, verse 19. He said, peace be unto you. He said a couple of things. Then in verse 22, the Bible said that Jesus breathed on his disciples and said to them, receive ye the Holy Spirit. And that was at the point the disciples got saved. Because before Jesus died and resurrected, nobody could be saved. Salvation only came through the death and through the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. But somebody was missing in that gathering. Because if you've listened to me in this series, I've talked to you about the second kind of faith which comes to the believer at salvation. So if Jesus got his disciples saved at this point, that means that the second kind of faith was also impacted on them the same time the Holy Spirit entered their inside. So the Holy Spirit on your inside is the indication of salvation. The Holy Spirit on you, which they experienced in Acts chapter 2, is an indication of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So there are two feelings of the Holy Spirit, if I want to say that that way. As salvation, the Holy Spirit gets into your human spirit. At the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Hallelujah. So they were saved. Now, with salvation comes righteousness. With salvation comes sanctification. With salvation comes holiness. With salvation comes faith. The faith of God. The second kind of faith. I'm going to talk to you of the first kind of the second group of faith, which is supernatural faith. But one person was missing. One disciple was missing. So when the disciples, this, when this disciple that was missing, when Jesus appeared to them and got them saved, came to them, they were like, oh, guy, you missed something. And that disciple's name is Thomas. They're like, you missed our Lord appeared to us. He's risen. He was just here. He was standing right here in this room. And you know what Thomas said? Please bear in mind, he hadn't received 
the Holy Spirit on the inside at this time. Hadn't received. <laughs> hadn't been born again at this time. Remember? I said the first kind of faith, which is the natural human faith, that every human born of a woman was born with it. The second kind of faith, which is the supernatural faith, every human being born of God, hallelujah, has the second kind of faith. So, Thomas missed out on receiving this faith, so he still had his natural human faith intact, which all of them also have. Hallelujah. Because all of them struggled in faith. If you read all through the Gospels, you see when Jesus, more, more often than not, also ex- exasperated with them because they just could not function beyond their natural human faith. And you know what? Thomas told them, really? Jesus? He said, see, until <laughs> I see the host born into his palms or his hands, he said, okay, let me read it for you. He said to them, except I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger. So not only will he see it, <laughs> the sense of sight, I want to feel. Seeing alone, I won't be satisfied. It might be CGI. It might be a computer-generated image. I want to put my finger and feel it. He says, until I see, until I put my finger in the imprint of his nails and trust my hand in his side when that soldier threw the spear, pierced him with a spear. He says, I will not believe. I don't blame him. Well, I used to blame him until God opened my eyes to this. You notice that Jesus, when he reappeared to them, did not blame him. Jesus was kind to him. Jesus said to him, oh, I heard what you said. No problem. Come, put your finger (laughs) and feel just like you said. Jesus indulged him. Why did Jesus indulge him? Jesus was well aware that he wasn't there when he appeared the first time to them. So he does not have the supernatural faith. Jesus indulged him because Jesus knew and knows and realizes that he was still functioning with the natural human faith that functions with the five senses. So Jesus allowed his five senses to work so that he can believe. So Jesus reappeared to them. Verse 27. He said, Thomas, come, reach theta thy finger and behold my hands. So Jesus indulged him. He said, behold my hands. Say, reach your finger or your hand here and put them in my side. And he has said to him, he said, do not be unbelieving, but what? Believing. I like the way King James said it. King James says, do not be faithless by what believe. Do not be faithless but believe. So you cast your mind back to Jesus' encounters with his disciples. Where he has said, oh, you have little faith. Oh, you don't have faith. Oh, your faith is weak. Blah, blah, blah. What was he referring to? He was referring to their natural human faith. The same thing with the children of Israel. When they were going through 
the, the, the wilderness to the promised land. They exhibited a couple of times faithlessness. For the Bible recorded one, I said they did not have faith. Okay, I think I should read that. Said they had no faith. When it was time to enter the promised land, they heard, in a sense, that there were giants there. Because of what they heard, fear entered their hearts and they did not want to possess their land. You see that in Deuteronomy 32 verse 20. But pastor, you told us that every human being has faith. Yes, they have the natural human faith. When the Bible says no faith here, they're not talking about that. They're talking about the supernatural faith that believes in the unseen, that believes in the impossible. Natural human faith believes in something that is possible based on calculations, based on knowledge at hand, and based on if that thing has occurred before. So they put their faith in that. That's what natural human faith does. But the supernatural faith doesn't. The supernatural faith believes in the unseen. Supernatural faith believes the impossible. And this is where I'm going to stop today. I'm going to continue next Sunday. Next Sunday, we're going to now sit on the second kind of faith, which is the supernatural faith. But I end with this story. Can I hear you? You know, was praying for the sick. And there was a healing line in those days after preaching and they wanted to conduct healing service. They asked for those that are sick to come. So they line up. So he was going from person to person, person to person. And he got to this woman that he has noticed has been coming every day to be prayed for. Now the woman said, oh, I'm sick, pray for me. I can get up, blanched her. Laid hands on her, prayed for her. And the he said, as soon as he finished praying for her, he said, oh, I haven't got it. Pray again. Can he get up, blanched her? Put her, laid hands on her again and prayed again. As soon as he was done praying, she said, mm, I haven't got it. Pray again. And for the third time, can he get up, blanched her? <laughs> laid hands on her and prayed for her the third time. And of course, you know her response. I haven't got it. I can again ask her a question. I can again say to her, when are you going to start believing? And listen to her response. She said, when I receive my healing, I will believe it. <laughs> I want you to take one, okay, 30 seconds to think about this statement. See what she said to Kenhegin. When I receive my healing, I will believe it. What, what, <laughs> what is going on in your thoughts, in your mind? When I receive my healing, I'll believe it. It's like saying, when I hold this phone in my hands, I will believe it. What does that sound like? Now it's, I'm driving, it's coming home to you now, right? <laughs> I will believe I have this phone when I'm holding it in my hand. Exactly. Somebody just, just said something and I heard it in the spirit. You were like, why would you need to have faith 
or believe for something that you already have. <laughs> exactly. It's only natural faith that does that. When I see him, see the holes in his hand, and I will put my finger, my hand in it. There. I will believe that Jesus has risen. That's the natural human faith. See what supernatural faith does. I'm also going to use this phone for an example. Listen carefully. And it's exactly what supernatural faith does. When I wanted to get this phone, we called the phone company, right? Placed the order. They took their money and it said to us, allow three to five working days for the phone to come. And of course, in your email, you will get a receipt to show that the transaction has been concluded. Do I now say, when I receive the phone through the mail, open it and see that I'll believe I have the phone. Or would you say, hmm, I've got in my email box the receipts for the transaction. I've got a notification from the phone company to say that it has been shipped. I already have the phone. I know I have the phone. I believe it. Just a matter of time, I will hold the phone in my hands. When do I believe I have the phone? When I'm holding it or when I have the receipt that the transaction has been concluded? You don't believe for what you have. You believe for what you don't have, but you have a strong conviction that you have it based not just on physical evidences, but based on the word. In this example, the evidence is the receipt. And that receipt is exactly what God's word is to us. The difference that the receipt might be physical if it was sent through the post, but in this case, it wasn't physical, it was just an electronic copy. It's the same thing with the word of God. It is not physical, it's not tangible, they are just words. But because of the person that spoke the words, because of his reputation that whatever he says is true, whatever he says he will do, I stand with strong consolation, knowing that my faith is here, that my phone is here. I stand with strong consolation, knowing that my phone is here, that I have it. Yet, I have not yet received it through the mail, but I can boast about it. I can talk to, I talk to people about it. I can shout it from the mountaintop. I have a phone. They'll be like, where is it? They say, it is coming. I know for sure that I have it. It's on its way. That is the same way we need to use our supernatural faith confessing the receipt, which is the word of God. I am healed. I was healed 2,000 years ago because Jesus took those stripes on his body. I confess it. I prophesy it. I claim it. Knowing for certain it is done. Knowing for certain it is signed, sealed, and delivered. It's just a matter of time. Just a process of time. It might take one working day. It might take two working days. It might take three working days. But I know something for a fact. It will not exceed five working days before I receive it. 
I just keep my faith on. I'm not struggling to believe because I have an assurance. I can even track it on an app showing the delivery point. Oh, my phone has left the postal depot in so-so-so town. Oh, it has arrived another town nearby. Oh, it has left with the delivery driver. I'm going to get it by 2 p.m. <laughs> I am tracking it. In the same way, you can track everything that you have faith for. You can track everything you believe God for. How do you track it? By the sensitivity of your spirit. As you're trusting God for that healing and the pain increases, you say, hey, my healing has left the depot. <laughs> you say, Pastor, what are you really talking about? But you're feeling the pain. I say, yes. Because Satan knows when the healing is coming, he tries to increase the physical facts, the physical circumstances around me, thinking that I will use my senses of feeling, as I'm feeling that pain, thinking I will function with my natural human faith as I used to in the past. I say, oh, I've lost my healing. He doesn't know something that Pastor B has been teaching us. Faith. I now understand how to function in supernatural faith. We are not moved by what we see. Anytime the present fact becomes tougher, becomes harder. Anytime I feel the pain strong, I know for a fact that my healing is coming. It is Satan trying to get me to go back to my natural human faith that cannot do the impossible. Hallelujah. I refuse to go back to it. I resist it. I stand in faith knowing that my miracle is here. That is how you track it. Or maybe it's lack that is the problem. You can't pay your bills. When all your money you have have run out, Satan wants you to step back to your natural human faith. You look into your back account, no money. He now wants you to give up. Oh, I'm tired. Remember I told you that the natural human faith has an end. He said, I can't take it anymore. That's what he wants you to do. But alas, you have been taught by Pastor B. <laughs> when nothing happens, you just laugh. <laughs> that means the delivery angel is coming. He's coming fast. Satan wants me. <laughs> to give up. And the Bible says, hold fast your professional faith. <laughs> Don't let go of it. Don't give up. Whatever appears to make that thing you are trusting God for to be elusive, whatever happens to make that pain more severe when you believe for healing, know that the miracle is on the way. It is just a test of your faith. I'm going to talk to you about tests of natural and and supernatural faith oh, in this sub-series. So make sure, make sure you keep a day with me. I'm going to stop here. I'm sorry I've talked longer than I wanted to. Hallelujah. I'm believing and trusting God that you heard something this night. Oh, glory be to God. Father, Father, Holy Spirit, thank you for this word. Tattoo it on the fleshy part of their heart. Never to be erased. Huh? They will be giants of faith. Huh? They are learning how to bust the bubble of the kingdom of darkness huh? because their deacon of darkness and their works, their ways have been exposed huh? for this once, Lord. They will be men, women of faith, giants of faith huh? that will work their miracles huh? for themselves in the name of Jesus. Amen. I bless the offerings. Bless the tithes. Can I increase the givers? Expand them. 
They will know no lack. They will know no lack. They will shine brighter and brighter. Lines will fall in pleasant places for them. They will fall in pleasant places for them. The head run over their heads is constantly open for them. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Glory be to God. Tuesday starts God's summit. Don't miss a bit of God's summit at all. It's going to be awesome in the presence of God. Glory be to God. So I'm going to see you on Tuesday as we open up this convention God's summit. And it's going to be awesome. Go prosper, be in health, even as your soul prospers. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, my God.